0: Welcome to this episode of Canny Cross Conversations. Today we're joined by Pamela Dempsey from Impact Behaviour and we're going to chat, uh, well we're going to chat about how to keep our dogs calm and relaxed over the busy Christmas season because as you know there's often a lot of visitors, there's often a lot of noise. Um, So Pamela's here to just give us some practical sensible advice really on how we manage all that. Hi Pamela, thank you so much for joining us today. Would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Thank you very much. I'm,
2: I'm really thrilled to be here. Uh, yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Pamela. I'm a behaviorist. Um, I do specialize in aggression and reactive dogs, but I also kind of, you know, like to have my social media given out very practical advice on how to have a happy, balanced pet dog. So that's that's my main aim. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's what we like to hear. So we we just wanted to chat really through, I mean, Christmas can be a difficult time in terms of routine changes, can't it? So, I mean, what, what are the common stresses for dogs over Christmas and New Year that we should be thinking about now, really?
2: well it's it's brilliant really to be able to um, have a platform to talk about this because I think it's one of those overlooked things it's not just the stress factor it's it's also the emotional factor everything in our human lives almost comes to a stop and totally changes over Christmas you know if you we we take it for granted we grow up with Christmas being all about bright lights and lots of noise and lots of different kind of um sensory stimulation. But to, to a dog, it's it's totally alien. They don't understand why everything is is different. And you know, I've got young children, and it's almost like all the rules change for Christmas. You know, you yeah. eat what you want when you want, you go to bed when you want. So it's it's not just the, the 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 practical side; it's also the emotional side. And you know, we always think of it being a really happy, joyous, loud time. But I mean, for some people as well, it's quite an upsetting time, and there's there's high emotions. Um, or on the other hand, there's there's very high spirits as well, and all the rules change. Our houses look different. Uh, there's new things that come in. I mean, we bring a tree in the house and yeah. expect a dog just to find that that's fine. You know? I mean, that's
0: weird, isn't it? Like, what does the dog think of us? Really, honestly. <laughs>
2: I know it is like everything that we've taught you in the last 10 months is totally different now and for the next two months we're going to act completely you know ridiculous Uh, and we're going to expect you to just be fine with that and cope with everything and remember obviously a dog is driven mainly by the nose that's their main sense is their nose and we eat totally different food at Christmas don't we 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 eat too much We eat lots more kind of rich and indulgent foods as well. So the smells in the house are different. You know, even to the stupid little points that we change candles in the house, we change the scent of the house, you know, the tree comes in the house, the the decorations have been in the attic for for you know ten months, getting all musty and smelly, and we then put them all around the house, and we expect a dog just to just to go, oh right, it's Christmas, yeah, of course, that's that's fine, you know, I wait, I wait for Santa, that's brilliant.
1: I'm sure that's what my dog thinks. I mean, she's she's pretty good.
0: <laughs> I mean, some dogs are cool with it, aren't they? But some, I mean, I have a very sensitive dog and sensory overload. She's just like whoa. She's like really just she's not happy when things change even little things so um yeah that's that's really difficult and
2: again you know a lot of people say well, well my dog's fine you know and and some dogs are just chill some dogs are are happy to just go along with the flow and no matter what you throw at them, they just take it in the stripe. That's brilliant. You know, that that's really good. But yeah, for some more sensitive dogs or for, for younger dogs who haven't seen this before, you know, if you've got a puppy that was born, you know, kind of January last year, They're never going to have, uh, which I have actually, Trudy was born in March um, last year. So this is going to be her first Christmas and Turbo, my other pug, you know, he's only going to be, he's one and a half. So he's only had one Christmas. So I I get that this is like a, you know, a real, a real novelty for them. Um, I mean, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty bulletproof, but again, you know, I'm just going to take it steady with introducing them. So things that you can do, I mean, we talk about desensitizing dogs. And that just means kind of gradually introducing things, not just, you know, they they go out one day and they come in the next day. Our whole house is completely changed for Christmas. So we tend to put like different lights up first. I've already just started putting a few different kind of lights around the house, changing the lighting. Um, And then and then we'll start with some decorations and then the tree. And then what I do, uh, what I do do just to try and stop the stress. And I, I always recommend that you do this is put the tree up and leave it for at least kind of 24, 36 hours without trying to decorate it. Because here's where we start building stress. Everybody wants to put the tree up, get everything on the tree, get, all you know, everything ready. And the dog hasn't even seen the tree yet. So by the time your dog goes into the lounge or wherever it is and sees the tree and it's beautifully decorated, and then they either jump at it or pull things off it or totally rearrange it, which I'm sure Trudy's going to do, everyone really gets annoyed with the dog and then oh god the dog's a nightmare already and well you've kind of set them up to fail there because they would have wanted to go why is there a tree in the corner of this room What well, what are you doing and and they would want to sniff it and have a look around it and anything that smells good they want to kind of grab and and then you're going to tell them off so we're getting into conflict already and stress we don't need any more stress at Christmas so just just slow down, you know. Bring the tree in, leave it for a day or two. Let the dog have a good look at it. You know, I mean, a boy dog's probably going to wee on the tree. You're just going to have to deal with that, um, you know. And then start to decorate it when the novelty's worn off. When when you've desensitised them a little yeah. bit and, and they can walk past the tree without being interested, um, then start to decorate the tree. Then bring other bits in and do it. Do it the same way. I mean, obviously, everyone decorates the house differently. Some people put. Um, you know, like the reindeer that you can get and they light up and they put them oh. in the gardens and, you know, big, big uh, snowmen that, that blow up. You know, you get the inflatable and they light up and they move weird. And, you know, you again, just just remember, if you let your dog in the garden and it's dark and you've suddenly got these huge um, kind of shapes. In the garden, your dog could freak out, you know. So again, maybe do it in the daylight where they can see. Come, and, you know, let them help you almost put the things up in the garden. So it's not suddenly they walk out and there's there's different shapes. Just remember, a dogs' vision isn't as developed as ours, so they kind of see shapes and and vague um kind of objects rather than very very like you know definite um detail like we would yeah. so anything like that's going to be quite scary for them so have have a little think and have a little list of like what you're going to put around the house and then just think you know if I was a dog am I going to walk into the garden and go oh my god what is that in the garden and, and just you know just just do it over maybe a week or so don't go right today's the day I'm going to put every single ornament in the house the tree that you know everything going up it's just probably going to be too much especially if you know your dog is a little bit sensitive or doesn't like objects that suddenly appear and they're out of place and um, then you're going to have to just take it really 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 steady and obviously just make sure I was going to say this um, about you know people coming around you know doors always terrify me at Christmas because you have people to the house who may not have a dog who may have a dog that you know is totally different to yours and they come in and they open doors and they don't sink they open gates and and you know if your dog is in the garden and something scary happens they can bolt really easily so just you know just really think about the safety side of it okay if i if my dog does freak out about this big object that i just put in the garden can they bolt will they run are they going to freak out so safety is always like one of my main main kind of priorities around christmas as well
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I'm always panicking about the door. That's my mantra. Shut the door, shut the door, shut the door. Especially when we take the dog around to other people's houses who don't have, you know, that same issue.
2: Yeah, that's right. And it's only that one moment that someone who hasn't got a dog, who's not used to shutting doors, leaves the door open, you know, same as firework night and obviously New Year's Eve. And, you know, just that one moment where someone comes around and just doesn't doesn't think like we do. Um, can, can can be a disaster, and obviously there's a lot of distractions, isn't there? At Christmas, there's there's wine and there's food, you know. You're you're talking, and you may be catching up with people that you haven't had. To your house or that you know you haven't been there and and you're not going to be a hundred percent focused on the dog at all times so we need to kind of think about these different situations before before it happens um and another thing that's great i mean i say about it all the time it for, for lots of different reasons is a crate if they are crate trained you know this is the time to use that crate and don't feel like you're doing it as a punishment oh well i want the dog to be involved and i want them to be in everything and i don't want to feel like i'm shutting them in a crate Do you know, honestly, take it from me, you're doing them a favor, especially if they're nervous, especially if they're sensitive. They probably aren't going to enjoy, you know, 20 cousins that you haven't seen for the past 10 years turning up. And you know, I mean, again, remember people coming with presents and bags. You know, it's just not normal to have this amount of stuff, and for for a nervous dog looking at the shapes that you are carrying, and people that you know are excited and hats and coats, and it, it's pretty terrifying. I feel like we expect dogs to put up with a lot of our mm-hmm. behaviour without us thinking
1: thinking it through. Um, it's a it's Sorry, I was just going to say it's interesting, isn't it? Because I'm—I've never thought about all these things, no. and I'm, I know that I'm very fortunate with my dog. Um, but I also think you're right about the crates. That's so so important, and people sort of think it's a cruel place to put dogs. And having just going through the process, I'm going through now with puppies, and you know, the new owners are sort of saying to me, oh, should we crate? Should we not?" And it's like, yes, crate.
0: Yeah.
1: Their space, and it—it it is interesting. There's probably needs yeah. to be out there about them, positive stuff about crates.
0: Yeah, Yeah,
2: I, I really try, and I, and I get the whole. Like I say in December,
1: I'm going to be talking a
2: lot about this kind of human psychology versus canine psychology, and this whole. But I feel like I'm sending them, you know, like to, to their room, and I'm, you know, sending them away to be naughty, and they say, "Don't do it to your child. Don't send them to the room if they're naughty." Uh, and I'm like yeah but if your child's overwhelmed you would you would you know shut down a lot of the kind of you know noise and stuff going on and that's all you're doing with your dog you're offering them a safe space remember a dog would have a den they'd have a safe space and if you've trained it correctly um then you're actually doing them a favor I always feel Mm -hmm. um giving them an option and I don't feel like we give them enough options and we're so much like oh gosh I'm sending them to their bed and 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 you know sending them away and Actually, I would say if you could ask them, a lot of your dogs would say, yes, please, yes, Yes. please, (laughs) let, let me go. I've had enough of this human, you know, ridiculous behavior. Let me just go and chill out in my bed. And if you've really brought on um the the correct training and you've nurtured the crate the crate is a wonderful thing for example again i'm going to be talking about on my page can't see her because she's there next to me uh but daphne just had bloat gastric torsion and uh, she was crate rested for two or three weeks now if she hadn't been accustomed and you know climatized to being in a crate that could have been a disaster for her but because she's always been crated since she was little it was just no problem. It just wasn't a thing. And I did sit and watch her and think, you know what, I wonder what this would be like to have a really seriously ill dog that is so restricted in movement, you know, that she wasn't allowed to move at all, you know, and, and that who's, who's only ever maybe sat on the couch and doesn't notice it in a crate. She wouldn't have been able to do any of those things. And that would have brought a lot more stress. And I think Christmas is a brilliant example of when we can say, you know what? You love your crate. You're happy in your crate. This is a lot going on. I don't expect you to be able to cope with this in a way that's appropriate in your crate chill out have some enrichment have a kong and have a snuffle mat and have a licky mat and have a lovely time in your crate and also the one thing that I think people go wrong with with crate training is people don't crate train other people and what I mean by that is if my dog's in their crate you don't go near them
0: yeah yeah Uh, yeah this is something we haven't covered in an episode, actually. I'm thinking we probably need to, don't we? This yep. is fascinating. Well, yeah, <laughs> That's like a whole other episode. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do that in the new year. So, Pamela, how do we recognise if our... I mean, because people might be out there thinking, that's fine, but my dog's my dogs, okay with Christmas stuff. But, you know, what signs are we looking out for that our dogs might be getting a bit stressed and a bit anxious? Is, is there any particular you know give away that a dog is starting to feel a bit overwhelmed yeah it's a great question and again it's one of those things that
2: people aren't aware people owners in general aren't very good at picking out signs of pain and they're not very good at picking out signs of stress or discomfort so in general um rather than you know getting everyone paranoid about lots and lots of different things any any kind of change from normal behavior is is going to? I would I would say at this time be down to stress or down to anxiety or just not really understanding. So you know your dog really well. You should you should know their routine. You should know their body language. You should know what is normal. So anything that is then not normal, I would put down to in the next kind of six weeks as as to as to stress and and worry about the situation going on. Obviously, the, the very direct signs are normally. So yawning is a really good sign of stress. That's a sign that they're saying, I need to calm down. They're saying, can you help me calm down? I need to calm down. I know I'm a little bit over the top. Please help me calm down. So yawning is a really good one to to watch out for, uh, especially if your dog doesn't yawn very much. The white of the eye, if you can't normally see a lot of the whites of the eye, again, a little bit of this breed specific, um, I've got a pug and you can always see the whites of his eye, but if you can see the whites of your dog's eyes, they're pulling their ears back, their mouth is pulled back, and that stress panting, Heavy panting, any of those signs is is stress or discomfort, looking away, you know, and 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 pulling back their mouths, almost pretty much like us, really, and, and heavy breathing, yeah. rapid movements, pacing, all of these things are 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 the start of of stress and i want you to just really understand that the first thing to do is step in and just remove them from the situation okay in general whatever that is maybe it's children i mean children are a nightmare at christmas aren't they adults are a nightmare at christmas kids are just bouncing off the rev limiter at christmas aren't they so just just take the dog out of the situation don't don't yeah this this is like tough tough love and harsh advice and everybody hates this but don't oh it's okay it's okay it's all right come and come here come here oh it's fine it's fine it's fine fine. because then you sound like you're panicking yeah and your dog's gonna panic more so just get them out of the situation again if they're crate trained that's the time to put them in the crate offer them some enrichment if if they're not crate trained go into a different room good take them into a different room just stay with them chill out just just, just shut down, kind of decompress, you know. Look, I can see you're not coping with this. Let's get you out of the situation. You should always advocate for your dog. Um, and you should kind of stop everyone and, and, you know, don't let people do this whole, oh, is he okay? Is she okay? Are they yeah, yeah. oh, come here, come here, come and sit with me, come and sit. It's just going to add more that your dog yeah. doesn't understand. This is why... January and February for me, I literally say to my kids, you're just not going to see me for two months. It's so busy. And and I feel oh, like wow. there is so much has happened over Christmas. Kids have come around that don't normally, adults have come around that don't normally, and and the dogs have been put in a really stressful situation. Somebody's took their eye off the ball and the dog's bitten. And then it's like, oh my God how did this happen? You know, it's 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 just, it's crazy. So I, I feel like we set them up to fail. We don't understand when they're stressed. We don't get how to then relieve that stress. And we keep piling on um, more and more and more stress, and then they
1: snap, and then we get rid of the dog, put the dog yeah, to sleep. Or you know,
0: dog, don't we? We need to train the yeah. people, don't we? Yeah,
1: yeah. That's the, I think that's a really big thing. Oh, it's interesting yeah. you say about taking away What I noticed my dog does is take herself away. She's got Mine a goes upstairs. Yeah, yeah. and she yeah. she she'll do that, which I kind of think. And I don't I don't so I let her do it. You know, I kind yeah. of which is, is quite a good thing, I assume. She just takes herself off and like, yeah, I've had enough of you Look,
2: <laughs> so. Absolutely. That's that's a brilliant coping strategy. Uh, and again, you do right to acknowledge that and kind of go, okay, she, she's got, that's fine. We're not, you know, other people would maybe go, oh, come on, you know, don't be silly. Come on in here, come and sit here, come and sit with me. You know, they want the dog in and, that's when again we're almost forcing them into a situation that they've tried to, to, to take themselves out of. It's fight fight and flight, really. You know, yeah. they've they've taken the flight option, they've taken themselves away, and we bring them back into this horrible situation that they didn't want to be in. So just just I think maybe just a little bit more empathy for an animal that does not get what you're doing and doesn't get all the. You know the the smells and the sounds and and everything. So just just let them be a little bit more normal. I mean, another option that you've got is have a room in your house that isn't Christmassy. Don't put anything in it. Don't decorate it. Don't make it. Don't let it smell differently keep it exactly the same and if you're finding your dog struggling at any time put them into that room so they can go back to normal and have their own normal i mean i'll tell you when i take my tree down i mean we take it down just before um just before the kids go back to school by the time the tree comes down i'm like thank god the tree's gone i just want to go back to normal yep. and i yep. feel like if you can
1: offer that to your dog more yeah. then they'll appreciate that yeah no it, it's really interesting actually I haven't really thought about it. I, I'm obviously very fortunate. Don't worry, she has got her problems as well. She's not, but she's good inside. Yeah. <laughs> so, so just talking about, um, so I think you've covered loads of stuff there, which is really interesting, but talking about traveling to visit others and and the traveling can be really stressful for um, dogs, can't it? And. I mean, I always put mine in a cage, or she's tethered, depending on what car we're in, you know, or tethered into the into a seatbelt and harness, and you know, whatever. What what should we be doing? And you know, what, what advice can you give for traveling long distances, which maybe they're not used to?
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's stressful for us as well, isn't it? We're we're Usually. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and lots and lots going on there's lots to remember i mean christmas as a kid is amazing and it's loads of fun but christmas as an adult it's quite a lot of stress um and i think sometimes the dog becomes an afterthought so just a little bit of prior planning you know does your dog like traveling some dogs are terrible traveling now how can we reduce that how can we make them happier i mean are they crate trained do they love their crate could we put the crate in the car could we cover it could we keep them as quiet and you know as 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 possible um and again try and make it normal as 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 well Try and keep all the energy levels as as low as possible, Um, you know, and, and the stress levels. Try and plan a little bit better. Make sure they've got loads of water that they don't get overheated as well. I mean, we talk all the time about overheating in the summer, but what we don't do is talk about it in the winter when we suddenly belt you know, huge amounts of, of 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 heat around the house and around the car, and a very dry, very uncomfortable heat, and um, for a stressed dog who who then pants and and, and gets really uncomfortable with it as well. So, just. Just have a think about you know the, the the logistics of okay I've got to drive I don't know two hours and it's going to be hot because we're going to be cold and we're going to have loads of heaters on the car. Schedule in a stop, schedule somewhere that's safe to get the dog out and let them have a walk. You know, make sure they're on a lead or you know that they're, that they're secure in the car, and just give them a little bit of downtime. If you have had to do a long journey, the first thing you need to do before you go into that person's house is take the dog straight out let them at least have a comfort break and let them just decompress just like half an hour of 30 40 minutes just let them walk around get their bearings i think we we chuck them in a car we drive as fast as we can we get there because we're excited we get the dog out we go straight into someone's house they're excited You know, and we forget that the dog hasn't maybe had a toilet break or has got hot or stressed or cold. Um, And then, you know, sometimes there's a dog there. We put them straight in. We think because they're our family and our friends that our dogs are going to love their dogs. And yeah, I mean, really, for, for me, I see it as an absolute recipe for disaster. So, yeah.
1: I'm just looking forward to spending Christmas at home, just our family and the dog. <laughs> and yeah, that's,
0: we're not doing that's, any travelling this year, thankfully. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, we we just have like a closed door. You know, everyone has like an open door because we have like a closed <laughs> door. You don't come, don't come round. You're not invited.
1: We we're just all <laughs> stay here. And <laughs> you do put that Pamela out on your uh, on our podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> I'm not very sociable, I'm afraid. My dogs are much more sociable than I am, yeah. i like the <laughs> dream.
1: You said, sorry, you said about getting to someone's house and that's, um, you know, and, and giving them a comfort break first. What well, the other things going into a house that's unusual? Obviously, I hope that we take our own bedding for the dog. You know, would your first thing to be sort of put them in the area they're going to be in or how would you deal with that? Yeah, so quiet you need somewhere quiet preferably dark again
2: somewhere somewhere that they can just sit i mean if you've got your crate take your crate take the bedding for the crate take all the things that are familiar um and set them up somewhere don't put them i mean i don't know most people go in the kitchens aren't they at christmas everyone's in the kitchen everyone gathers around the kitchen and you there's people in and out all the time nowhere like that not the dining room not the lounge you know just somewhere a little bit more quiet where it's not a heavy traffic area um and again you need to take them raw with you to whoever whoever's house you're going to if if my dog is in their crate please leave them alone that's that's their downtime so you know wherever we can put them please just you know note that if they are in their crate kids don't go and poke the fingers through and we don't feed them we don't do anything we're, we're trying to give them that option to to just kind of chill um but as much familiarity as you can and as as, as much downtime as as possible for them as well no that's that's um, that's
1: useful
0: yeah brilliant um i did have a question about routines and you know things that we can we can do around that because obviously everything changes over christmas we're often off work we're at home more, dogs might be going on longer walks, great, but they might also be getting a bit less exercise than normal. I mean, how can that affect them? Is is there anything else we can be doing with them if, you know, the routine is a bit disrupted and they're feeling a bit stressed out there? Is there any kind of, you know, calming toys or anything that we can give to expend a bit of energy Yeah, I I would always say more exercise
2: is is always, uh, always a good thing. And, you know, I mean, people argue with it nowadays, but I'll I'll still go with a tired dog is a happy dog, you know, (laughs) dog. given plenty of their own time in nature, you know, take them, take them to a quiet woods, let them sniff. Sniffing is the key. Sniffing is so calming. It's so natural. It's so relaxing for them. Um, But lots of kind of like loose-leaded sniffy walks around. Let them, you know, if you've gone, especially if you've gone somewhere new and they don't know the area, that's perfect. Any toys you get, you know, don't have things that are going to hype them up. Don't be fooled into thinking that that exercise means, you know, throwing the ball and throwing the ball as much as you can and as fast as you can. You know, exercise can be a slow walk, just letting them sniff and have a look around and, you know, find their, find their feet, really. Um, but, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I don't like any of the products that people buy to try and calm the dogs down. We get people turn up and they've kind of spritzed a bandana and they've spent a fortune on spray. And they've bought the uh, plug-ins, um, you know, and the pheromone. And honestly, 25 years I've been a dog behaviorist and not once have I ever seen them do any good or help any dog uh, in any kind of behavioral situation so please don't waste your money don't get go, oh, don't wow. get yeah don't yeah. don't get don't get drawn into that just go very very natural go into slow time sniffing exercise and then and then again decompression time time back in their crate time to just relax and 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 shut down and a little bit of time with you you know I don't know if you've got lots and lots of people around or if you go into where there's lots of people probably you know even if they're a friendly dog not gonna want to spend a huge amount of time with the other people just give them some you time and do things that are familiar to you and um, talk to them the way you would normally talk to them you know say the same words that are familiar and that they understand because everything else around them has changed and I think it's really comforting just to do so I mean I treat I teach my dogs loads and loads of tricks and I always say you know people go I don't want to I don't want to learn any silly tricks but you know what there's a real power in tricks as well because they're so familiar and they and they understand what you're saying and then you reward them all the time and it's fun it's like a real bond between you. So Go over the even the boring stuff. Sit down, stay. You know, touch treats, pull whatever, whatever it is, whatever you've taught your dog yeah. to do. Um, and go over it so it's something that they instantly know is really familiar in a in a situation that's very unfamiliar.
0: Oh, that's such good advice. Yeah. So just touching on how to calm your pets, and can we just have a brief chat about fireworks because? Yeah. New Year's Eve and I, I dread, I dread bonfire night every year and I dread New Year's Eve as well. So, you know, what advice do you have there about can we, Is have we got time now to start desensitising our dogs towards that or is there anything practical we can be doing?
2: Yeah, there's always practical things that you can do and you've always got time to start. Um yeah it's awful I I get it we um I spent some time um this October with some veterans with PTSD telling me how much they were dreading firework season and it broke my heart really I never really you know I've always looked at it from a dog's point of view and these guys trying to tell me how they were preparing mentally um for for firework season and what it did to them and you know I really sat down and thought These are grown men who understand exactly what it is and they're still terrified. So let's not, you know, put it on the dogs to be like, well, come on, it's just some loud noises, get on with it, you know. And In fact, this year, um, I mean, we live in the middle of nowhere on a farm and um, we never hear fireworks. We've lived here five years, so my dogs have hardly ever heard them and someone let them off really, really close and it shook the house it scared me. And I mean, I'm I'm pretty tough, but yeah, I, I really, it's kind of given me a little bit of a different perspective this year. Desensitising is the way forward. People don't do it enough, frequently enough, at the right level. and, 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 you know, we just don't do it for for the right amount of time to actually make a difference. So for me, if you're saying to me, look, I really want to make a difference for next October, then yes, start now. But don't forget in March when it's raining. Don't forget in June when it's red hot and you're on your summer holiday. You know, it's yeah. got to be that consistent thing that you work and work and work. And so Daphne wasn't great uh, a few years ago. Someone had let a bird scare her off in, in, in one of the fields we were working with. So I retrained her and I would say it took about two years to get her she bolted she was really scared it went off right next to us i mean it made me jump out of my skin
0: yeah i
2: might have even sworn a little bit i think Uh, and i retrained her to come to me when she heard the loud noises and i used to go out and actively take her on a long line to places where we knew that there was a lot of noises and train her as soon as that that noise came on that to come to me was the right thing to do i also got the farmer on where we live where my training center is on big farm I also got the farmer to go to other fields and shoot the gun when she was safely in the training centre, so that I could call her to me. And her her now go to is if she hears really like bangs and crashes, she comes to me. But I would say that took two years with me being a, a behaviourist, doing it all the time and doing it absolutely right all the time and getting the time, and it still took me two
1: years. Wow. Yeah, I and mean, yeah, it is really interesting, isn't it? Because gun dogs, so pickle is a you know potential gun dog. Yeah. <laughs> but and so okay, I sound like I've got this perfect <laughs> loud noises. She okay with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's fine and you know she stood watching the fireworks with us this um this time, but um but I like that idea of desensitizing because people think of lots of other things to do, like put them in dens and put loud music on and yeah. and actually let's face the fear. <laughs> I'm
2: I'm very very big on stop avoiding, stop distracting. Yeah, I do think um, that so many again, it's probably for another episode, but yeah, so many problems now are from avoidance and distraction um, in in general, not 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 just fireworks, but yeah, it's 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 one of those where yes, you've got to get through that immediate danger, um, but to then build up resilience and strategies and coping you need to face it to go through it. Same as we do, exactly the same as we do. You know, if my little boy said, I don't want to go to school, you know, "I'm, I'm, I'm having a terrible time at school and I don't want to go. If I said, okay, just don't go then that where are we going to be you know it's not mm-hmm. I, instead of me saying but go to school and we're going to try this and we're going to put this in place and what about we do this and this and this you know instead of just go we just don't go you know it, he's never going to learn to to, to to cope so yeah it's it's getting the balance with fireworks it's all about safety um as well it's really all about keeping them safe um, and keeping you you know your level low because the stress of when you've got a dog that's terrified, you know is an animal terrified for its life is not a nice thing to have to deal with, especially when it's your animal, your pet, your dog that you adore and you see this horrific fear in their eyes. But the kindest thing to do is desensitizing and that is playing low level noises um, constantly and building and building and building. Although I must say again, and this is uh, this is something that I haven't even talked about yet, talking to the guys with PTSD and hearing it myself this year, I must say um, it was it's the vibration, it's not the noise so much. It's the it's the, the, the shake, isn't it? Yeah, if you think about it. Um, and so many people will say, "Well, I've done the noise, I've done the kind of you know playing the noise." Actually, my dog's still bad. Why? And then it was only this year that when when they went off over the house, and I thought. It's the fi- i thought the house was falling down you know maybe a bit dramatic uh, but yeah it was like a shake and i was like oh my god what's that i didn't even i didn't even make the association that it was fireworks even though it was like two nights before fireworks night i thought we'd been burgled the house was shaking i was mm-hmm. running around thinking what was the noise because i couldn't see them and it was only when i saw them i thought oh my good god it's fireworks and it's the vibration as well so mm-hmm. that that's more difficult to um to kind of mm-hmm. emulate yeah so, yeah, I mean, you know, keeping them with you, keeping them calm, trying not to placate them. I don't like thunder jackets, thunder vests, they the called, thunder shirts. Oh, yeah. I don't like that at all. I feel like we're terrifying them more, keeping them really, really restricted and tight. You know, at least give them the option uh, to, to to move out of the way. I mean, a den is a good idea to send them away and say, look, just go with somewhere dark, stay in there, you know, and, and and yeah, just to try and keep as calm as possible um to, to, to show that I'm not scared. Remember, if you're scared, your dog doesn't think. Oh, you're worried about me because I'm scared. Your dog thinks you're scared of the same thing that they are, and therefore it's
1: making it worse. Yeah, yeah. Do you know it's Sorry. interesting because I maybe I'm just a bit black and white sometimes, but I've always thought that, and I think from when Pickle was a pup, I've just always thought, well, they're fireworks. I'm going to be really calm around you while they're going off, and whether that's worked, and also she's done a little bit of gun dog training, so she has been used to it. But that's has yeah. been the way I've I've thought about it. um Which so far, as Touchwood has worked.
2: Yeah, and that's that is right. They are going to look to you for guidance, and if they look at you and you're looking scared, sounding scared, you know, acting scared, again, they they don't think, oh, you're scared for me they think you're scared of the same thing. And so you're almost backing them up. And, you know, I I always say if one of my boys comes to me and says, you know, oh, there's a, I feel like there's a monster in my room. If I was going to go, what, really?
1: Is that (laughs) Where?
2: Where? You know, they're going to be terrified, aren't they? Because, you you know, I'm basically saying yeah, this is really scary, you know, instead of going, no, honestly, I, you know, I wouldn't leave in a room with a monster, there's no monster, it's fine, which gives them confidence, you know, if I was, like, looking under the covers and, you know, trying to find it, you're basically telling them that they're right, so they're going to be terrified. Is there there any,
1: I mean, because obviously a lot of people's dogs are still terrified, and they're obviously getting older, and sometimes it gets worse, and I think there's reasons sometimes why things get worse, but... Is it still not too late to do training with them? I think it's always, always worth uh,
2: trying to help them because it's going to happen anyway. Yeah. You know the the. I mean, the, the good thing with fireworks is we kind of know when they're going to happen more yeah. more or less. Um, it's it's good to 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 keep it up. I mean, I, I had a dog years and years ago that I always thought was going to have a heart attack on on our, uh, over. She was a rescue dog, so I didn't have her for the first eighteen months, and her, her fear of fireworks was terrifying um I always I always worked with her on it, though I always did it. I always made sure I was home for fireworks. i don't, never went out for fireworks. I'd always have her on the couch next to me. I would always just sit and just stroke her very calmly and stay calm, and I would tell her to always stay with me. give her an option. You know, listen, I'm here, stay with me. I'm not worried. I'm not scared. You know, was she still terrified? Yeah, I mean, it got a little bit better each year, but, you know, it it, it was like an option. I always give them an option and a direction. Look, stay with me. Sit with me. I've got this. And just try and take that that worry of like, what should I do? What should I do? You know, if you can just take that edge off of saying, I'll tell you what to do. Stay with me. Sit here. And offer a very calm, you know, even inside, I remember my heart used to be pounding, thinking, oh, my God, please don't let her have a heart attack and die. (laughs) But I didn't show it. You know, I sat very still. I didn't fidget. And my whole priority was, listen, you're all going to have to run around after me. You know, you're going to have to fetch me wine and and snacks because I'm not moving off this couch. I'm sitting with my my dog that's scared.
1: Yeah. Oh. So in a short space of time, we can really um, give our dogs quite a hard time, can't we? So (laughs) how do we, what advice have you got for helping us after Christmas? Just quickly to, you know, what, what should we do to readjust to normal, I suppose?
2: Yeah. Again, I mean, I I normally help like let, let the dogs watch me like clean up and put things away and chuck the tree out in the garden and you know just just let them see you know that it's done and and again try not to do it all in one day do it maybe just a little bit staggered um, and and you know let them see what you're doing let them see it's all going away and try try not to make too much of a fuss I think I think you know just letting them sit and observe is a is a really good um, idea. Uh, and and just go off your dog. I mean, how stressful have they found it? Have they struggled? You know, and and if they have, then what you can do throughout the next kind of 10 months before November, December comes around again in January is, you know, try and introduce them to different stuff, try and build their resilience up. Try and have different smells in the house and and different objects around and and just don't react to it. You know, just try and build up their confidence and and really let them build their own skills rather than avoiding it and then throwing it all at them again next Christmas. And, you know, really kind of watch your dog and, and enjoy watching their body language as well reading a dog's body language uh, is is just the most powerful thing and you know every, every day I have clients that come and I explain things to them and they're just you know it's like oh my god it's just like a light bulb moment just even these tiny tiny little things that I can explain that they then see more clearly
1: yeah.
2: um, and it's like oh right I feel like I really understand the more body language is just so crucial mm, definitely
0: Yeah, well, that's been absolutely fascinating. Thank you, Pamela. Um, Oh,
2: you're welcome. Yeah, I know
0: know I've learned a lot about perhaps what we can change a little bit this year. um, I know. Can I just say one thing before we go? Is that okay? Yeah, Yeah. of course.
2: Just just a quick reminder, and I know I I already sound like the Grinch because I say that nobody comes to my house. If people do come, I do have a list of things that you are not allowed to bring into my house. Um, Mm. Mint pies are (gasps) not allowed. Uh, so I always ask people, don't buy me presents and wrap them up if it's like mince pies, Christmas pudding or anything like stolen or anything that's got the raisins and the and the heavy fruit. They are banned from my house. I do not have them in the house. Obviously, they're very, very poisonous, very toxic.
1: toxic. Yeah. yeah. And we, we've done a... We
0: have recorded an episode with have- all about that. So, yeah, we've a whole episode on what foods we should be avoiding, oh. um, you know, that's- so, yeah that'll be a useful listen as
2: well yeah I will I will and and if you could send it to me I'll share it on my page as well because we get asked it all the time uh and there's there's a the list seems to go on and on and on and last year snow globes were added I don't know whether you know yeah. about the snow globes
0: I think I heard that
2: yeah yeah you know the
0: oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So is, yeah. is the stuff inside those dangerous? There was
2: actually it's her, her, horrendous. There was a dog trainer who lost her two dogs to last, uh, last, oh, last Christmas. Yeah. They knocked a snow globe off the shelf and start and and it's um antifreeze which smells very sweet so both the dogs licked it and, and she lost both the dogs I'm afraid and actually I went around and threw all I had several snow globes and I didn't I didn't know I would never have thought of it um and I went around and made sure I threw all the snow globes away and it's another thing I've added to my list this year of saying like don't bring them don't buy them as a present don't give them to anyone with a dog um I'm scented candles as well you need to be very careful with so it's just it's just a really kind of just adds more stress and more worry to to an already busy time doesn't it yeah we
0: don't need it do we
1: no 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 we don't brilliant well thank you so much pamela for your time i think that's been really useful um and uh, i'm sure our listeners will really appreciate it just uh, where can we find you uh yep yeah, so impact behavior
2: we are on facebook and um, i've got really great facebook following and we are on instagram uh for the funnier side of what my dogs get up to <laughs>
1: uh, and yeah as i say just try and give out really good practical helpful advice hopefully brilliant well i'm sure people will come and follow you there so brilliant hope you've really enjoyed this episode we will see you on the next one. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends.
0: And if you get a moment, please leave us a review. We'll see you next time on Canny Cross Conversations. Thank you to our sponsor, Get Stronger, Run Faster 5K. Find out more about the course at the link in the show notes. It's great for Canny Crossers and runners to improve their 5K time and keep up with the dogs
1: and it will really help you to enjoy running more and avoid injury.